boy. Are you uh, zooming in? Yeah. You are entering oh. Rabbit Troop Sucks. <laughs> and Mike is zooming in. He's zooming out. And if you need some kind of profile case re-examined, Mike is your person here. And hi, we are at Rabbit Troop Sucks, and we had a whole gaggle of people here today. Next to me is Lamar, and next to me is Nino. And in front of me, digitally, is Mike uh, via the nets. He's phoning it in. They got him. I'm doing doing internet shit today. (laughs) They got you, Mike. You know, now that I'm looking at your background a little, you kind of have like a Max Headroom effect going, kind of, just the corner of the room, just the angle. Are you at a... Escher painting. What, what's going on in your background? There's like a kind wall of. going at an angle that's very odd. There is a wall going. At, I do. I lo, I live and work in an MC Escher painting. Yeah, right. No, I like the room anyway. <laughs> I like. What, we, we haven't explained Mike's situation or 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 the room he's in, but <laughs> the the, <laughs> the, the, the audience could use the, the, use their imaginations. That's true. Yeah. I well. I I've, I've been a little under the weather, so rather than you know bring my whatever to the the team here we decided to to zoom me in this week and my home office is like a weird addition uh off of our second bedroom on the second floor and it's very weird it's a weird space you're you're and in Mike, you're in mike's house right now Liz. you're in my house you're all in my house <laughs> you sound like you're coming right from the studio here so <laughs> that's what we like to see the connection is pretty good Mimo is thoroughly upset that you are not physically here to be pelted with candy I did right. Did you bring candy? Of, sure, I did. You know, I did. <laughs> do, do you? Are they Olive Garden mints again, or do you have mints from another restaurant? Hi Chew, Hi oh. Chew, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Hi Chew's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably reach down on the floor to get them then. <laughs> yeah. That no, you, you'd want to. <laughs> well, that leads us directly into the film that we're going to be <laughs> reviewing today. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it does. The, the similarities are pretty much uncanny, and. Um, we're going to be looking at Wildcats from 1986. And I'm going to have Mike tag in a little background, not about the film. I'll get to that, you know, looking up IMDb and a little bit of a summary and who's in it. But a little bit of how did we actually get to this film? And I'm going to have Mike fill us in because this was a listener request. And side note, I'm going to say early, a fantastic listener request. Uh, one I definitely do not regret. Ooh. Yeah, it, it was a uh, fan of the show Hillary friend of the show hillary uh maybe both uh yeah she sent us an email double which, f fan and which you, yeah yes <laughs> and you guys should also send us emails with things uh but this was her recommendation and yeah and it was it was a good one i i hadn't even heard of this movie before um but i, I really enjoyed it have any of you in this room heard of this <clears throat> film before i remember when it was released and i remember seeing commercials for it on tv just as a kid this is 1986 um, the movie came and went. I didn't see it in the theater, but I maybe have seen it on TV younger, uh, maybe around 89, 90, something like that. That is probably the only time I've seen this movie. Have you, have you even heard of this? Before, I've before only heard of the cartoon or the comics. Wow. Oh, that was, the, <laughs> that was yeah. the first thing that came to my mind. Then I looked it up. I'm like, 
not at all related. That was a cool cartoon. <laughs> so, oh my god, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so that nope, never heard of it. Also before it's alive. So good job, y'all. So let me give shout out to Hillary for giving us a bullet point list of why we should choose Wildcats. And I mean, this is this is setting a standard for other listeners because like you want you want to send in bullet notes that I very much appreciate, such as very little actual football and Lady mm-hmm. mullets, pornographically <laughs> short shorts. All of these things are true. Charming 80s misogyny, drunk children, all true. <laughs> Young Wesley Snipes, younger Woody Harrelson, preteen witch Robin Lively. Um, that might go back and forth for me, but I'm feeling it. Catchy team songs, boy howdy yes. Classic 80s freeze frame ending, I hate to spoil it, but totally true. I will go on record, and I don't. I think Lamar might be separate in this. Nemo, I don't know how you feel. I I, I can tell Mike's not going to be like. I am a big sports guy. I'm a big sports movie fan. Uh, and although Hillary is like, yes, there's actually a little football, and she's right. Um, I don't mind a good sports movie. There's there's many out there. Um, not just everyone, but I I do feel sports is great. My wife watched uh, Wildcats with me. Also loved it. And we both agreed that the reason we love a good sports movie is we don't watch sports. So instead of watching, like, let's just say a team's progression, it could be baseball, football, basketball, whatever. Like, instead of watching a team's progression for like 150 hours a season, we're like, oh, we got the highlight reel like in two hours. And like, I get to know these characters. I could watch a good sports movie if that's the case. Like, this is how sports should be. Two hours. Two hours a season. I'm, I'm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm invested. I think all of us like underdog movies, right? Like totally. that's what I feel oh, like yeah. with Definitely. sports Definitely. movie is oh, always yeah. like the underdogs. I'm like, yes, you're rooting for them. Shit's gonna happen, and that's what we want to see. I think in general, all sports movies are underdog movies because we're always they're all just focused on rooting for uh, up and comer or somebody who's trying to fight some adversity and trying to win. I think you can find that element in all sports movies which make them just a unique genre in their own case. I mean, Westerns can go different ways, action movies can go different ways, but most sports movies follow that dynamic of uh, fighting adversity and winning in the end. That's usually how they end up. But I like this movie's trajectory is not really like moral changes with the characters. They're still kind of a bunch of a-holes, but they're a-holes who now really like their coach. And that's like really <laughs> the, the change. It's not like they're like do-gooders in the neighborhood or anything. It's like, we were always pretty good at football, and damn, our coach is super dope, who's Goldie Hawn, and she kills it in this film. Um, and in the end, it's like, we'll totally do anything to help her and her family, but like, oh, we're still doing all the other stuff we were doing before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the moral. And hometown Chicago, this is taking place. So awesome for me. Oh, this was Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I um, thought it, um, there's a lot of scenes in this movie where I thought it was in Philadelphia. Mm. And they have a elevated train as well. I think that's what I was going off of. Just like there's some street scenes that totally look right out of Philadelphia. I could see that. Mostly, it kind of looked like shit most of the time. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's like that, the poor that, side of town somewhere. Man. Also, thought Detroit too. Just some. Most of this movie takes place in a rundown area of uh, metropolis cities. So I was thinking either Chicago, Philadelphia, or Detroit. 
What if it was Freedom City and it was the future? There wasn't enough freedom <laughs> in the city for freedom that. Freedom Sector 107. <laughs> I didn't see enough freedom. Well, I'm going to get to the director, too. Uh, Mike pointed this out right quick. Uh, Mike, the director, Michael Ritchie, and the things that Michael Ritchie did. So not only directing, I'm going to save one of the story uh, credits this uh, person has, but um, Bad News Bears, <laughs> Fletch, Fletch Returns, the Golden Child, and a Simple Wish, and this is amongst like I mean those are major highlights. And wrote the story to Cool Runnings. Oh wow! Yeah, and unfortunately passed away uh, to prostate cancer in two thousand one. Um, this guy's awesome. Uh, going through this guy's uh, filmography, be it uh, written or directorial, um, super awesome for me. A lot like I love the Golden Child. I'm a huge fan of Fletch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great. You stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say the exact same thing, that, and um, I was going to compare this movie, The Bad News Bears, so it's kind of like, wow, that's it totally makes sense now because they're both team movies around the same time with kind of the same um, bullet points. If you're in, like, a Pokemon fight, who do you think would win? Like, enter the Wildcat or just a real Bad News Bear? Like, it's a bear, but you're like, mm. there's some bad news about that mm. bear. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and these are the topics we discuss in Rapid Troop Sucks. Welcome back, <laughs> me, Mom. I'm glad, glad you're here. <laughs> Didn't miss a beat. Oh! And amongst many people in this movie, outside, I mean, we got Swoozy, we got Goldie Hawn, we got Robin Lively, we got uh, the debut of um, Wesley Snipes, uh, we have the debut of Woody Harrelson, we have Nipsey Russell, who I think also kills it in this film. But he's we, the best part of this movie. But we also got um, oh no, I, I can't remember how to say his name. It's like my Kelty. I think it's my Kelty Williamson. Oh yeah. We just saw him, Mike, in the first power. He's I told you then he was Bubba in Forrest Gump. He's also the dude in Con Air. Um, he's everywhere. You can't, you can't escape. Oh, wow. Apparently not. And Stacy Keach's brother is in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got, you got, you got, you got a Keach. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, a... there's an old Hollywood saying, you got a Keach in your pocket, and that just means you got good luck. And probably the authorities are looking for you, but you got good luck on your side. <laughs> so you got a Keach in your pocket. So remember that. <laughs> it's an all-star cast in this movie. That is true. It really is. So, Nemo, you know, one of my favorite questions I like to ask you uh, amongst the uh, Hunky Boy Smoke Show, who is your Hunky Boy Smoke Show in this movie? I already had an answer prepared. I, like <laughs> I, I love it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, that would be Woody Harrelson. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He was that charm. I'm like, damn, was that, um, what am I missing out during that time? But yeah, I... Everything that Hillary wrote on there was very correct. And so, yeah, Woody's my man. And I still stick with that. And I think I kind of fell in love with him with uh, Natural Born Killers. Wow, that took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Woody Boy from Cheers. It nope. wasn't, you know, just some, some naive I heart like, of gold. No, I feel <laughs> like it made sense with kind of that character to uh, Natural Born Killers. I think uh, it's a good, it, it made sense. Are you surprised? You got a keychain in your pocket. <laughs> that's all, that's all I, you I'd like to go on record and say that that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> hey, duly duly noted to everyone. 
All right, so uh, yeah, so just before we get too deep into this, we are a podcast about obscure films, films that may be overlooked or forgotten about over the years. And again, we definitely appreciate anyone writing and all of you who listen. So this is where we got uh, Wildcats. And I remember seeing this movie as I asked all of you, uh, Mike, you had not seen it beforehand, correct? Correct. I saw this movie probably in its entirety, maybe once but definitely piecemealed throughout my life. It was always a movie that was on like a Saturday or Sunday, like randomly, but I don't know. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, like, I really don't know why this was overlooked uh, on my end or uh, brought up. I mean, I'm gonna say as a huge fan of Goldie Hawn in this film that she just kills it. And going back, anyone's problem with this film, I don't think it would be with her. That if anyone's going back, like, no, I don't mean just in this room, I just mean like, Anyone who's like, oh, I'm not a big Wildcats fan, I don't, can't. So I cannot foresee someone saying it was because of her. No, absolutely, she kills it in no. this. And I'm not too familiar with a lot of Goldie Hawn's work, but this, if you're not a fan of hers, you will be after seeing this. All right, so let's get Saving Private or Nessie. No, I keep messing up. <laughs> Just Private Benjamin. Let's watch Private Benjamin. Ah, right. Overboard. Um. Can we talk real quick about the sick football rap that this movie starts with? LL Cool J? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that, that the same rap at the end, or is that a different rap? It's a play on that rap, and it's a play on the Chicago the Bears Super Bowl, Super Bowl Shuffle. Shuffle. Okay, see, yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was like, wait, is this a real football. song? Yeah, I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was so confused. It was a I, real oddball. I am jealous of Goldie Hawn's... <laughs> singing at the end because if someone was like you need to be at that and I just needed to go football <laughs> and you could tell she's like having like a blast doing it like uh-huh. this is so silly but like you could also tell she's thinking thank god this is the only thing I have to do <laughs> but yes Mike uh, you tell us uh, movie opens up with a uh, football rhyme of sorts what, was it Ella Cool J I, I guess believe I it was it's Ella, Ella Cool J, J. and he, makes a, and he makes a cameo later does he? I didn't. I didn't notice. <laughs> it is. He's at the. He's, he's at the school on a stage. Okay. When we get fantastic. to it, I'll point it out. But thank you. Yeah, he did wow, this song. Was he that young? Hello, yeah. Cool J lives In the, eternally. Yeah. I was like, shoot. Does that man age? Now that I think about it. Lady, lo- ladies love <laughs> eternal Cool J. <laughs> <laughs> that would be his new name. Godlike Cool J. Okay, so. To clarify, it is a real song. It is a play on his song. Is that correct? Because I knew it sounded familiar for someone who don't listen to sport music, if that's even a thing. But it is now. Yeah, it's familiar to the Super Bowl Shuffle, which was a song that came out at that time. Thank you. You know yeah. it. You know it's one of your favorites. You put it. You put it on on your mix. With that being said, <laughs> hey, Super Bowl is coming up, guys! Yay! Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl has passed. We should oh. not talk about the Super Bowl. Because that team has won, and we have all accepted the team who has won and the other team who has lost. You're correct. Well, the teams have played. <laughs> the teams have played, and 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 they were good good matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're in like a full Simpsons, like oh the that was a good game. Falcons <laughs> or not? Oh, yeah, or not? <laughs> I'm your camp counselor, Mr. Black. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay. So this movie, <laughs> to get with it, uh, this movie opens up with a little bit of a montage where it's clearly um, Goldie Hawn's character, uh, who is Molly, um, has loved sports all of her life. And they're playing pin the tail on the donkey and kids don't know what to do, but she does. 
and you're flash forwarding through home uh, footage and home movies where she's growing up, she's really good with sports, she's taking pictures and football gear, she's kind of a, a little bit of a rabble rouser um, because people are like, how could a woman play sports? Again, this movie came out in 86, probably filmed in part, mostly 85. Um, watching it in today's standards, I think many viewers would be like, are you serious? Like, why, why is this like as big of a problem? But clearly women get no recognition in these major sports and clearly the funding for them and stuff. So I am actually ultra surprised for those reasons. People don't reference this movie more often. Like I, like I'm just like surprised. I haven't seen more memes. Um, and not even a jest at this, just like, wow, Goldie Hawn was saying it in 86. Like, Am I wrong here? Um, I think the style at the time was, yeah, there's a lot of like roles like that where women were just treated like shit. And this movie is a great example of that. And Goldie Hawn was a voice in this movie for that. But I think there's a lot of stories about that in the mid 80s. And when you're watching this movie, I think you have to take it with a grain of salt that this was just the time that stuff like this happened. Oh, I'm not surprised like this happened in the 80s. I'm surprised people are not going back and, and using like, wow, like she was a strong character yeah, then. Like, we true. need more strong characters like that in real life I, today. I think that's the same way why I people don't really talk about this movie or even heard about it. That's, and it just seems kind of buried. I'm bringing it back. There you back. Go. All four listeners of Rapid mm. Resistance. <laughs> oh, we might have five. Um, start making some memes. Goldie Hawn memes. Women yeah. empowerment and cool characters and actors who should be represented in real life. That's uh, true. Or, or uh, have more people in real life. Mm -hmm. I like that. Well, I, I really like... So the thing that why she is such a football fanatic is that her dad was a mm -hmm. coach, a football coach. And that's where she gets like... I don't know, they were doing a lot of, like, football lingo. I'm like, I don't know, that's something. And the line that caught me is like, do you know anything about penetration? I was like, hmm, that could mean a lot. Because that's when she was confronted with the other coach. That oh, yeah, like, later on when yeah. they tried to, like, hire a guy yeah. who, like, knew nothing about yeah. football. And apparently penetration's a big thing in football that I was not aware of until the movie. You gotta get good penetration. Yeah. Who knows? I... <laughs> Have I abstain from, from my vote on that? Um, yeah, I also like the allusions to dad here because dad seemed to be like, hey, like I'm going to teach my daughter all of these things. This isn't a problem, but unfortunately, this is a societal problem. Um, but seemed very supportive of every time she mentions like my dad, this, my dad, that, or pictures, it was like my dad got it. Like he was fighting alongside of me, um, which. I just here's here's uh, uh, something I would uh, question in this film. Why the hell did she ever marry this dude? Um, <laughs> oh my god, Frank! Yeah, Frank sucks. What a Frank, dick. Totally, yeah, yeah, Frank does totally does. sucks. <laughs> I'm okay with there not being a backstory because they're just focusing on how much Frank sucks and he <laughs> I, just kind of built a villain in this movie. Or yeah, one of the but I'm just like. Like this guy like, does not seem to support her at all in any in any way outside of That's like true. maybe one day you could do some stuff like whatever dude, um, but like I was like wow like didn't you like not see that for the years you were dating like did you immediately get married and have children? No, um, I think the supportiveness is he was uh he's a rich white man 
Then he's like, oh, well, I married my wife and now she should be staying at home. Yeah, that's true. And that was sucks. It. Yeah, but now it's like, oh, but wait, she wants to follow her passion? Who does that? Like, who does that? So Losers. Was, Nerds. Is, is uh, Verna, because she comes and goes, that Swoozy Kurtz, um, is that Who is this person? Is that her sister? I think that's her sister. I have no okay. idea. That's yeah, what I was I, thinking. I thought that was her sister. Okay. That, that's why I was like, you know, you can't be like, you can't keep pushing them like this. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I'll be here to support you, but you, they don't like it. Mm. And so her sister is there. And I think her sister understands where she's coming from because totally. they grew in the same, grew up in the same household. So it's like, I get it. But also this time, yo, know, like slow down kind of thing. So. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, the sister, it was either, my question was, is it sister? I'm glad you both agreed. Yeah. Um, that's what I was thinking, or is like super close best friend. It was like a very clear connection. And Swoozy Verna uh, is like, you got to get out of this. This guy sucks. Um, so I do like that there is somewhat support. But yeah, there are some questions I do have in the film. Um, nothing huge against it. Just I wish I knew a little more. Um, just because, again, I actually really, really like Goldie Hawn's character. I think she's super strong, she's super intelligent. Um, there's a lot of cool things she does in this. I'm just like, why would you ever marry this guy? Um, so, yeah, weird. But, yeah, uh, we basically get right into it in a film that we understand who she is. She is now uh, a track coach at a high school. She's always wanted to teach football. Um, so the football coach is not going to be there next year. She basically applies for this job. And they're like, yeah, we'll consider it. But everyone's tone is very clear, like, you're a woman. You're not You're not getting this job. Um and I think yeah. it's there's a lot of weird condescending language as well. Like everyone's called like, Hey babe, like what's up, yeah. babe. Um, yeah. Like one, of, like one of the coaches yeah. spanks her on the ass. I was like, Oh my God, mm -hmm. like what the hell? That, that was the moment where I realized, uh, yeah, this movie is, I don't want to say dated, but if you go back to that time, it's like shit like this, this flew and mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it might be shocking for a little zoomer to see that and like, Whoa, you can't do that. But, you say Zoomers? Yeah. <laughs> the, the kid, like, oh my God. <laughs> the kid growing up in this age sees that and is yeah. like, you can't do that. Back then it happened all the time. Yeah. So basically to give her a little bit of an edge, she's convinced to go out on this pseudo date with Coach Dan. And at first, at first, I'm saying this for about 10 seconds. He seems to be kind of cool with it. He's like, oh, you've applied for this job. Like, that's pretty cool. And the date is just them playing racquetball. And I was like, okay, this actually isn't as bad. Like, you know, you think they like you're going to the movies, you're like dressing up. Like, I'm also thinking 86, like this might be a little more formal, but this is more of like, we both teach physical education. Let's go do something and have a talk. I'm like, I kind of get it. Uh, 10 seconds is over. This guy's a total a-hole. Um, <laughs> He says super condescending, derogatory stuff left and right. Uh, this guy is a snowball of derogatory remarks. Like, it starts low here. By the end of the film, what this guy is saying, like, are is, like, absolutely fireable offenses. Like, every which way. This would, like, there's no way in hell this would stand. Like, at the end of the movie. Like, like that uh, snowball reference, pretty much, yeah, he... <laughs> does descends into madness by the end. He's also a shitty racquetball. Yeah, she, yeah. Goldie Hawn <laughs> dominates, <laughs> dominates, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I didn't get enough sleep." And he's like a real poor sport about it, jerk. <laughs> well, I mean, are you surprised with? And I think that's the other thing. The school that she's coming from is more of a 
higher, higher, higher what? Like the the richer. The, the oh, richer like a more school. like a more affluent. Ba- oh yeah, yeah, it's totally so, like this is like the you would probably think this would be like the state's like best football yep, team and yep. like so they're getting funding and yeah, totally. Nemo's totally correct. And so from there, she's now ready playing into the good boys club of like, hey, I want to be in on this whole football thing when she's, you know, coaching the girls track team. And they're like, but, and he legit said, women can't coach, you know, football. Yeah. There's like flat out. I was like, wow. I I'm really- like, buddy, I'm like, buddy, you haven't met me, dude. So, <laughs> so you better hold those thoughts. I don't know. You guys just run in a circle, throw that to that person. <laughs> Go take a little nap. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I think from there, I think that's where, like, the transition of... And this also ties in with Frank, the husband, and why he's being... Oh, the ex-husband, and why he's being such a dick. Yeah. It's because of then the transition from her working in this affluent high school to a different school that is not so, you know, rich. Yeah, so... The end of this racquetball session is, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people. Don't worry about it. And Goldie Hawn's like, okay, well, at least we got this settled. Come Monday, she comes right to school. And they're like, nah, we fill this. She's like, are you kidding me? No, nah, we fill the position. And this doof totally out of his element and depths walks in. Yeah, I'm going to teach this. And that's where Nemo and Lamar were talking like, do you know this, like this strategy or this strategy? Do you know about penetration? The guy's like, oh my God, you can't say these things. <laughs> it's all like football terms. And she's clearly, you know, provoking him, highlighting, I'm using these terms on purpose because you absolutely have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Clearly the system's rigged. The school's against her. It's all absolutely abundantly clear that the school does not take her seriously on the sole fact that she is a woman trying to right. teach. Well, and, and the, the person that they gave the job to was the home economics team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, so she's going to coach varsity at Central High. They're like, we made a deal, so we knew you were going to basically have a bad attitude, so <clears throat> here's your dream job at a terrible school. So she goes to a very, very rundown inner-city school, um, probably directly outside of Chicago. Um, you could see from the outside that it's ultra-dilapidated, that... <laughs> No one cares about the upkeep of this. That yo, there was a guard dog. <laughs> I forgot about that. There was the guard dog. Fletch called... move. I wonder if it's the same dog from Fletch. We should look that up. Wow, that would be something. It I was it like is. she walks into the school and the dog is running after her, and she's like freaking out. It's like, what is going on? It's multiple dogs. Yeah, I thought, that, I, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and then <laughs> the principal's like, oh yeah, no, like that's usually he's usually here when the secure the armed security guard isn't here. So it's, it's normal. It's fine in school. Doberman guard dogs <laughs> i wrote ha ha <laughs> that was kind of cute i was like oh the doggies and then she she barricades herself into a room and enter principal nipsey russell nipsey russell love nipsey russell hell yes nipsey russell has a one word catchphrase all throughout this and it's just Right. <laughs> and he sneaks it in. And at first, I thought, this is going to get old. For me, it never gets old. He slips it in every opportune time with such comedic timing that it totally works for me. <laughs> right. Sounds great. It? <laughs> it is good. Yeah. And he basically, uh, he doubts her. He's like, yeah, you know, we need this coach. Uh, they said you wanted this job. Cool. But he is not doubting because she's a woman. He doubts her because he knows exactly the type of school that they're in. And then they, no one could hold this position. And he's like, good luck. Like, we'll see whatever. Um, 
And, but he, he very quickly becomes a, a big supporter of her. Um, I, I like this character. This character is definitely like top three people of this film for me. Yeah, he's really welcoming to her when she comes in. They have a connection right away and good chemistry too. And he's a throughout the movie, so he's not like a character that disappears into the background. He makes multiple appearances and influences the storyline. So he's not a side character. He's kind of a main character, and this is his intro. He's also really strategic, and I wrote down something because she's like, eventually, like, yeah, maybe this isn't for me. He's like, right, but if you chicken out, no one is ever going to hire you for this position. So, uh, Oh, have a great man. week. <laughs> like, and he totally, he totally calls it. I mean, I did not think that was just full manipulation. It was welcome to the school. I am sure this dude's got a backstory and a crew of teachers in similar situations. So I'm not surprised because it's, you know, if you ever want upward mobility, you've got to put this on your record. Um, but if you just, you know, jump ship here, you're never going to get this job ever anywhere. Good luck. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, he does, he does kind of <laughs> just throw her to the wolves. Just like, eh, welcome aboard. Here you go. Go meet the team. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about the first meeting of All the right. team. <laughs> so she walks into the locker room and she's like, oh, some guys are here. And then she kind of has this different sense. Like the camera pans in a weird way. Where it's like, ah, maybe things are going to get a little better. You know, the school's crazy, but she's here to teach football. Let's meet those footballers. And boom, they're all pantsless, um, presenting all. Uh, just a team mm -hmm. of pantsless dudes. <laughs> the scene's kind of odd because she just comes around the corner and it's like, what, 20 people? How many people are on this team? I didn't count. <laughs> no, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're all the standing. You didn't know about the E string? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they were pantsless until they did a back shot. And you can see just all their bare asses. And they have their hood or their helmets. Oh, we their see crosses. their bare asses. She, she, as a character, sees a lot more than that. She's standing I mean, in front. And then they all raise their helmets. And she sees everything. I was going to say, we as viewers saw quite a bit as right. well. Um, I have... Mixed feelings about this. And so I know that's, that's crazy. About seeing the penises? About, about this scene. Like, okay. I'm like, first, clearly this is all crazy wrong. And this is super aggressive. Um, and just really gross. Like, to do to anyone. Um, but to highlight the mentality of the time, I really feel it works. Like, I was like, wow, this is super messed up. And I don't think a movie that came out today would, would dare do something like this. Would show a bunch of high school students' penises on Not screen. show it, but even the illusion that they would do right. something like this to a coach to be like, get out of here. Because that coach would be in prison immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the players would be in prison immediately. Like, you just flashed a female coach your genitalia. Like, you're all going to jail. Uh, you wouldn't get away with that even in a light or even, even a heavy comedy these days on anywhere it kind of then the reason i'm saying i'm mixed feeling it is it, like one it's super wrong and gross but two this shows kind of like the lawlessness and the apathy towards schools and like this kind of area that it's who the hell are you gonna tell like these people don't care about you like th this is now more the reality it's not the you know flaking bricks and paint it's no one gives a shit and now you just got a first-hand experience of it like darkly and i was like wow um that was just like a dark moment for me but like yeah that that was a bummer for her 
Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this movie's totally rated R. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Because oh, I was like, it's 86. I was like, is there a chance that it's like PG? No, um, right. it is not. It is totally rated R. I had been. to keep reminding myself that we're in high school, y'all. So, yeah. like, this is like 18 right. to 17 year old kids, in theory. Or, and, or younger. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, mm. I think it hits differently, but it's college. You're like, okay, you know, they do bullshit stuff, whatever. But because it's high school, it feels different in that capacity but i think Mm -hmm. i'm also i wasn't surprised with that scene actually i think that would would have been the best way to scare any female anybody is to do that and so i was like well they're really uh really trying to push out and i think that's the other thing is that they knew it's going to be a female coach and it and they keep bringing that up again is that you're a female coach You, you don't you you won't you don't belong here and you can't coach us and I think it reiterates until, you know, the next scene. Yeah, which is them just going right to the field and then, like, clowning all up around her. But they do establish something that happens throughout the film that I absolutely adore. That at the drop of a hat, someone just drops a boombox and starts dancing. Like that. <laughs> that was 86, <laughs> baby. <laughs> like you, you don't like what's going on. You do like what's going on. You don't even know what's going on. You play, play on a boombox. You start dancing. Baby, you got a party. <laughs> all of a sudden, drinks are coming out. You meet some people. That was pre-internet. Internet's ruined that. It really should have been a law that, <laughs> that every movie should have had a boombox, and every time it played, everybody had to dance. <laughs> Become your own musical. It's like, an, it's like adult hokey pokey music chairs situation. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah, they, they basically punk her. Uh, just to skip around, we're going to go just really play by play on this. Uh, she just basically has a bad day. She comes home and she is not having it. She clearly wants to quit in all this. Sorry, before we see the the end, we do see the mysterious character of Bird, who is just in the stands uh, observing things, who is, again, the same actor from Forrest Gump and Con Air. And <laughs> as we did recently, the first power on Rabbit Troop Sucks. Wrote down so that like figure in the bleachers wearing sunglasses in the overcast the, with a yeah. cane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got the cane. He's also like selling watches out of his trench coat. See, I wasn't sure if it's watches or drugs. I was like, are you still. Uh, first thing I, I thought I, about was like steroids? Hear, wait, hear I me think out. he had both. <laughs> I think we've just uncovered something. This character is the influence of Wesley Snipes' Blade. He's like, that's that's who I want to be when I play Blade. He's that all guy. in the shades. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I got to have that. He's like, change out the cane with a sword, and I'm that guy. <laughs> he did kind of look like Blade with the shades on. Damn it. Damn it, Wesley Snipes. I also saw that Wesley Snipes, of part of the trivia in IMDb was, and, I, and I, I think I've seen most of these, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, I think, are in three, if not four additional movies together. Yeah, this is why this movie, I, I'm surprised I didn't go back to it, because the other two movies that I know the Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson connection from, I White, really White love. White Man Can't Jump. White Man Can't Jump mm-hmm. and Money, Money Train. Train. Yeah. Money Train, yeah. There is another one, I believe, at least one more. If there is, I gotta find it out. Money jump. I do love the other movies. I thought they white had money great jump. chemistry. <laughs> white, white money dunk dunk. <laughs> yep. So yeah, we get Mo- Molly's home. She wants to quit. Um, uh, and she's like, pretty much no. <laughs> and I don't know. A bunch of stuff happens. And oh yeah, she then goes back to school and relives her days. Um, a lot of derogatory spray paint uh, all across. Um, does anyone remember the derogatory word spray painted across? 
Well, you uh, just real quick to go back. She does. She gets told me she does want to quit, but her sister or whoever the fuck that lady is gives her a like a, a coach's stopwatch oh, that's right. with an engra- with an engraving, and like that motivates her to keep going. Oh yes, and the stopwatch will come back throughout time because now the stopwatch is broke. That we're back at school and it's broke, and they spray painted her office and trashed it up and stuff. And I think this was the first time they had that conversation about. Was it this or before that where they had the conversation of like, should I let Frank, ex-husband, know that I'm working here? Because that's when she's like, no, you shouldn't because he won't let you. Yeah, you're right. Because that is brought up several times. There is is like, I know like this might, I think you're right that this is like maybe with the swoozy uh, Goldie Hawn talk. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, maybe like, let's see how it goes. Because then eventually later it's like, you cannot tell him. (laughs) Yeah. Like just never bring it up. And then he pops up at the most inopportune time I'm oh, like what yeah. a dick oh he when does. she's in the bathtub yeah, yeah this that is a, was so was like, actually this is funny and I, so i was taking some notes and my wife and i were watching this and she's like oh my god like and i was like is she naked in there because i looked down and i was like yeah, i was like rewind it and i was like rewind and watch it as a family scene by scene um, rewind it pause it and leave well, the room because i was like i i actually need to know i was like how how much nudity is in this? And like Goldie Hawn is topless. And that is when I immediately looked up. I was like, I didn't think this movie was rated R. This movie is a hundred percent rated R. She is totally topless. And now let's rewind this character. Her husband, Frank just opens the door and has a conversation with her naked in a bathtub. Yeah. I know they were married. This dude is dating someone else. They're absolutely divorced. And he's trying to have a conversation while she is absolutely naked in a bathtub. Um, no, what the hell? Conversation's yeah. like five minutes, dude. I know, and the dude, whole time she's out. just covered up and she's like, it's just a like casual conversation. So, she's like, you gotta quit that school. You can't go there. Like, but we gotta back you know. it up before that scene because there we go. that or was topless and ba- topless and bath creeper ex husband walks in. <laughs> but I think that was after the whole big tribulation um, scene with the team. Oh, in the locker room. No, when they all ran. Because uh, right before that, and that's why she took a bathtub. Uh, she took a bathtub, but that's why she took a shower. Oh, she wins uh, them over. Uh, th- th- she wins them over, so she's now like, I got this. And so she was, you know, yes. in the tub for that. So the big thing, yes, Nemo is 100% correct. The big thing that we skipped is she is sick of every one of these players. She's sick of their attitude, and she comes in with an ultimatum. She's like, we're all going to run. You think you're tough? We're going to run laps. And I'm gonna run, and I'm gonna I'm gonna outlast all of you, all every single one of you. This is my bet that I will be the last one standing. And if any of you beat me, I'll just quit and get out of here. But if you know I leave, uh, or if I stand, I'll do it. And one by one, they all start failing. And I do kind of like it because uh, she's leaving, and she's like, "See, now you're gonna listen to me." And they're like, F you. And she's like, what did you say? And the guy's like, F you, coach. And she's like, all right, kind of better. <laughs> and she, she seemed kind of sincere about it. And I was like, that is an yeah. improvement. Yeah. She got what she wanted yeah. out of it. This is also where Wesley Snipes refers to his penises as 10 pounds 10 of pounds dangling of fury. fury. Yep. <laughs> I didn't write that down. <laughs> That's going to be a tattoo that someone's going to get in this room by the end of the night. <laughs> oh, that was intense. No, and I love the rain scene. You have to add the rain scene to any sort of running, y'all. Like, when, when it started raining randomly. Oh, yeah. And then, of Yeah, course, when they're doing, like, the race. It looked like it looked like she was running for 
seven months. Like they started in spring, <laughs> and, then, and then it was like it started snowing. The, well, the leaves fell. Yeah, and and that yeah, it was all it was all fucking muddy and raining, and this is where her stopwatch broke. Yep, and this was uh, and I think it was just a great. I think the transition in the scene is to show like as all the guys are realizing like oh shit, she actually means what she says. She might know what mm-hmm. she's doing. Yeah, that was perfect. Like it was a good like. I don't know, a personification of, like, that transition of, like, respect for her, even though they hated it. And then the other note that she provided to Wesley Snipe was, oh, I forgot to mention to y'all or to you guys that um, I've done the Boston Marathon twice. Yeah. And he's like, damn it. Right. Also, the one thing I should mention, and I I, I hate to say it because we're 40 minutes in, but I think this is a good segue a rookie high school football coach has a harder time than she expected trying to whip her tough inner city team into shape. There's, there's your synopsis for the story. Oh, perfect. Good, I'm, glad. I'm glad we got there. So, uh, yeah, if any of you missed that, we cover obscure films. Our listeners were really confused up until this point. They just had no, no one, no one knew. Like, tell me more about Swoozie. Right. Who, who are these people? What's Goldie Hawn doing? <laughs> ten, 10 pounds of dangling what? Oh. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the, they all kind of have like a new, this new respect. And now we have Game our first, well, we have our first training montage. Oh yeah. Many and montages. I, <sighs> and I don't know much about football, but none of what they were doing in this montage, it looked like they were training for flash dance, not training for doing football did anyone notice that someone threw down a boombox and started dancing because sure that was part of the montage uh, <laughs> right yep, sure that, but i believe and, it happened and sometimes when you're training one guy lays down and then you just do a flip literally a <laughs> jump flip over another person mm-hmm. during a boombox montage i don't watch a lot of football is that a typical um i know the formation or i know the push-ups were fine but then all of a sudden i was like are they doing a jazzercise thing? Like, I got yeah. really confused there. But then I was like, oh, okay. 86. Maybe that, that was how they train. It's a different kind of football. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm Mike, like, wouldn't, hey. wouldn't this motivate you to watch more football yearly? If if it could, if every year football could be condensed to an hour and 45 minutes of this? I mean, if, if that was the case, yes. <laughs> this movie was shorter than the average football game. This movie oh, was yeah. shorter than than five minutes of an average football game. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to tell everyone my views on football. I actually, I have no problems with football. I do like other sports much more. I know Mike does not like sports pretty much in general. But football really, really rubs me the wrong way because I remember my, my dad and my brother are football fans. And I learned as a child what a timeout actually meant in the world of football. And that just means universally this game could last forever. <laughs> because if I ever wanted to watch something on TV as a kid, like I want to watch a cartoon or whatever. Yeah. Oh, be like, the game's only five more minutes yeah, left. Only, only five more minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That is that, an hour and a half could go by. <laughs> like, like that's not even an exaggeration. You're like, what's happening? They're like, well, they, they could call another timeout. And I'm like, forever? And then it's another commercial <laughs> break. And then another commercial break. And then it's like, time to go to bed. You're like, what the hell just happened? Like, football, come on. Come yeah, on. I, football is awful. It's impossible to watch, and I, I fucking hate it more than most things in life. I want to clarify that we're talking about American football, right, yo? That's true. Correct. Yes. yes. <laughs> just making sure, you know, with our Not, international that's true. You don't viewers want to them or off. listeners. Also, for the record, international football is almost worse than regular football. <laughs> 
Uh, now you're, you're rabbit troop sucks has been brought to you by sports. <laughs> <laughs> the field's too damn big. Oh my goodness. That's that's all I have to say about Rabbit Truth football. Sucks has been brought to you by air hockey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Short, sweet. You want to feel the air? You want to feel the breeze? Air hockey. Now there's a sport. One dollar, <laughs> five minutes. Go. Fight. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we're at this game. And to cut to the chase, they lose. They're it's not a big they're, game. They're not they're not doing good. But no. even even Principal Nipsey Russell says, I saw potential. Like, he's kind of in. Like, everyone's kind of, like, in a little more. They're a little bit in. <laughs> right. It People wasn't a disaster like they're used to. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes home again and does some stuff. Oh, uh, they steal the goat, the, the, the mascot, and she has to drive it back. She's not really happy. Yeah, the, they steal the goat, which is the mascot for the team called the Cougars. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They I mean. specifically said, we all going to go eat those pussies. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, I got really confused about which animals are we talking about you again. Sh- you should tweet Woody Harrelson that. He'll be okay. He'll get back to you. <laughs> Any anyone from this movie, if they want to, they want to get to us because they 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 use that terminology as a as an homage on the etching of the watch later on. Um, yeah, very 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 beautiful oh, yeah, yeah. beautiful poetic language. Mm. Um, Yes, of the, of the time. Yeah, she she goes home. Um, and they're well, what are they doing? What are they doing? Her kids are being fucking buttholes. Oh yeah, she's tired. Because she got home late. Because she had to go return the goat. And the kids are uh, like, oh, yeah. I'm eating ice cream because you didn't make supper. Yeah, the oldest you. daughter, lively. Yeah. Uh, she's like, all you care about is those stupid boys. You didn't even notice my hair. Says Alice, the oldest daughter. Um, right. She dyed her hair it's, red and it's like punk rock. Yeah. And she's trying to get some attention. And Goldie Hawn is like, hey, it's cool. I only work 60 hours a week. And, you know, I make dinners and your hair is red. And I thought it was cool. And now that I said it's cool, you're being a real jerk about it. So awesome. <laughs> Motherhood. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, like, this is also the first football game of the season. Like, how is this girl feeling dejected that quickly? Oh yeah, I think it's because of all the time she spent training him and all that, and all those montages. I think it's because yeah. she doesn't have the internet. <laughs> yeah, she's she's just really bored. <laughs> she had the internet. This would be problem solved. Mm-hmm. She'd go online. She would meet someone who'd be like, "You're beautiful for who you are. Let me fly you to this country oh, and goodness. turn you into fish food." Like boom, mm-hmm. or shove her kids in front of YouTube and be like, "Here, now stop being Here. so whiny." You're the chocolate bitches. rain. You're all the chocolate rain. <laughs> Can't go to bed till you well, drink chocolate when, rain. Well, when when the the daughters were being a holes, I was thinking about like, what the hell did the father do? Like, what does he do? Like, I know he's rich. What oh. do we actually know what he does? Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what he does. But, but he has money, apparently. Yeah. He does. He yeah. has money for a better lawyer, a nicer <laughs> car, clearly. Getting her jobs, and that's the thing. Yeah, that's he's got like, weird yeah. connections. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, I can get you like to a different, like, tran- transition you to a better place with a better location and stuff like that. And that's why he had an issue was that where you are at is not the best for uh, the family. That's true. Frank is checked out. She's just raising them all alone. Uh... Well, yeah, he, he has custody on the weekends. You know, Frank is a douche, but to his credit, like, the deal breaker for him is when he finds his daughter drunk. I, which I, is, I when, like, when me and my wife were watching this, I also <clears throat> agreed. I'm like, yeah, this guy sucks, but, like, if I walked into this situation, I would not be super cool with this situation. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, I, 
I'd be pissed too. I mean, he kind of handled it in a weird way, but like you walk home, you come home to pick up your. We're your not child. at the party yet. We're not at the party. No, yet. no, yeah, fair. we'll get there. Okay. But like, yeah, okay. Well, well, okay. So Goldie Hawn is now just like, oh my god, okay, I'm winning the team over. This is a struggle. I'm trying to keep my family. This is a struggle. She's back at school, and they're like, hey, there's another guy who's actually registered on the team. His name is Lee Vander. We need <laughs> Lee Vander. Uh, and you got to definitely, un- yeah, we've definitely got to enunciate it as they do all throughout. And uh, they're like, "Good luck with that." And she's like, "Okay." So where do they go? They take some ride. They talk oh, about Lavander. Right. He lives in like a bad part of town and goes to a bar asking for yeah. him. And then like, and the thing is that we've seen this character this whole time, y'all. Like he's Blade. never. We just didn't know who it was. Yeah, we well, never left. Mm-hmm. But he was there. Well, this yeah. would be a different movie because vampires have been ha- like haunting and hunting down Goldie Hawn the whole time. Mm-hmm. You just didn't see it because someone had to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah, so she does <laughs> this weird odyssey to, like, him, you know. to find him. Like to a pool hall. She has to buy hubcaps yeah, from some guy. Oh, uh, that, that hubcap scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that guy. Uh, that guy... Um, Something triggered me. Um, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where they go to the um, garbage dump and they get like a garbage cat and a I police that. car. Mm-hmm. That's the same guy. That guy who works at the garbage. Yeah, I had to look him up. He's in a lot of stuff. I wrote down his name or somewhere. But is he's doing that in all these films. Pretty much everything. <laughs> so that's how I recognized him. Is he pretty much just plays the same character. I also like the scene because he's sitting in like a dark room and the only illumination is from the light when Goldie Hawn opens the uh, door and there's hubcaps all over the room. And he's just sitting there with his feet soaking in like some <laughs> disgusting looking water and he's smoking a cigar. <laughs> well, well ba- yeah, basically she gets with Bird and the whole deal is like, oh, I need a ride. And she is assisting him and his friends to uh, burglary. <laughs> uh, and kind of calls it, and the cops come, and her and Bird hide in a dumpster, or Lee Vander now, because now we know who he is. Lee Vander, not Bird, um, hide in a dumpster, and she's like, I will keep my mouth shut if you join the team and play. He's like, you won't do it, and she starts screaming. He's like, okay, and then boom, he's the new quarterback. We quickly go to the next day, and Woody Harrelson is like, oh, you got the new quarterback. And he was advocating the whole time, like, I want this, I want this. And she's like, are you okay? Like, are your feelings yeah. hurt? And he goes, well, I, like, you need to, you need a new slap back, and I have no idea what that means. And she's like, well, you're hired, and everyone's happy. And then they win the next game. He was so charming when he said that, though. It was really <laughs> cute. I was like, oh, I also don't know what a slap back yeah, is. Yeah, what is it? So, I have no idea. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you, you are the football guy. Uh, I've never heard this terminology before. It, I questioned if he said that or something else. But I, I'm I guessing thought... he's a backup. I'm guessing. I don't know why. I, you're I so literally angry. wrote, Lamar, slap back, no clue. Like, and I wrote that, like, 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 as a, uh, I don't know what's happening. So I'm guessing he's a backup. Well, they win the next game. It's really quick. And uh, noting to who suggested this to us, uh, Hillary, that there's very little football. It's true. Like, they win the next game. That is maybe a 10-second scene. It's like, they did it. And quickly cut. Now we're at a party at Goldie Hawn's house. I do kind of like the vibe. Like, everyone's, like, having fun. 
Uh, it does. Yes, people are drinking and it's underage drinking, but it doesn't seem like this party is out of control. Um, there are problems with this regardless, but it's a cool vibe because Goldie Hawn's having fun. The team's there. You could you could see the camaraderie uh, at this moment. But this is when Frank walks in, and to Goldie Hawn's credit, before Frank walks in, she's like, "Whoa, whoa, no drinking in my house." Gathers up these bottles of booze. She's holding them like to her chest. Frank walks in, is like, "What the hell's going on?" She turns around and is now like, "Hey." And he's like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, we had a party. We won. She's like, you're giving alcohol to minors. She's like, no, I'm taking it away. And he's like, what? And then uh, while this has all been happening, Alice, the oldest daughter, um, she has been just getting drunk off spiked punch. What? No, me. Is that later? That's or later. No, that, that's that's later. that was here. I thought that was here. No, that was later no, time. Here it here the daughter just, gets punched in the face. Here. That's right. Yeah. She is not uh, drinking, but the, the dad assumes she is drinking. So, so... I will assume it's the weekend because it seems like the kids pack up to leave to go to the dad for the weekend. So it's probably like a Friday night after they. That's won what the I got. Yeah, I would guess, I would guess yeah, that. So too. Friday night they won the game, and then it's like everything that could go wrong went wrong with that interaction with Frank being there. And it was, and it was all just like miscommunication. Yeah. Um, yes, there, again, there was underage drinking, but she's like Goldie Hawn. She's actively putting a stop to it, but Frank's version is. Oh my God, I'm just seeing you with bottles. And then I'm seeing my daughter around this and stuff like that. And uh, sorry to spoil it, Robin Lively, Alice, the oldest daughter, she will be getting drunk. Um, that's when they're at the right. school, the yep. school function. Yeah. And that's where all right, the cool J's at. <laughs> there's like a, there's like a little tussle and uh, she gets like pushed into a bookcase and gets a bloody nose. Yeah. Um, oh, the tussle happened because of the girl, the girlfriend of Frank, like one of the the student guy was. <laughs> oh, it wasn't like Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes like, "Hey!" And then he started <laughs> talking, and then his girl was like, "What are you doing?" And then like grabbed her head. I'm like, "Damn!" I was hoping for more cat fight, but it's all good. Which freaked well, out this, Frank. This does lead to my favorite Nipsey Russell moment because Frank is getting all punchy. And uh, Nipsey Russell comes downstairs and is like, hey, what's going on? Frank just turns uh, around and cold cops yeah. him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I thought you were one of them. And Nipsey's <laughs> like, like I bitch, I am one of them. <laughs> right. right. Just like that. So, so then we're, we're back at uh, the next day. Um, was it a lawyer is now threatening that, you know, Frank uh, could definitely take control of the kids and is wanting to do this. Full and, custody, yeah. take control of the kids. You make it. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Full custody. I mean, who, who wants that? And then um, they're back at the gym where they're playing racquetball, which I'm guessing is like a club or like a YMCA. I really couldn't tell like how nice it is or whatever. But uh, regardless, she uh, Goldie Hawn runs into Coach Dan, and Coach Dan is such a dick. That's what Nemo said. <laughs> this guy is. He really highlights it. He, I told you, snowball effect. So at first he's saying like all these shots against women, which is bullshit. And he's an ass, whatever. But now it's, it's growing. And I said towards the end, like the end of the movie, which we're not at yet, but the end of the movie is just the worst. But now he's like, you know, uh, the, the whole reason anyone even hired you is you're just a prank. We're all just laughing at you. You're just, the, he quote, he says, you're the joke of Chicago. I'm like, Holy crap, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, so let's let's kind of like analyze this for a second. How deep of a hatred does this asshole have for women? Because 
this was a colleague and she was successful with her track team. So she clearly has proven herself like, I know how to teach, I could work well with people, I'm very athletic, I clearly have demonstrated I'm very good with football. And this guy is so hurt that she's a woman that he's like, I, I have set your life up to be a disaster. I'm like, oh my God, like you're a villain. This guy's a villain. Right. Well, I mean, he was all, they were all buddy, buddy when she was staying in her lane and just like right. coaching yeah. women's track. And maybe it was but a the, date. The minute, yeah. But like the minute she steps out and tries to enter the mail realm. Yeah. It's, it's over game time. Yeah. His true colors are coming out. I think it's because mm -hmm. she's trying to get into that good old boys network. And it's like, they don't like that at all. Yeah. Well, I no, also feel like because she's also rejected Dan, because it seems like before that they were talking about, ooh, that means you have to go on a date with oh, him. That's like, true. Actually, like she's, I think in the past have somewhat rejected him or like turned down his come on. Yeah. And so there's another hit to the ego too. It's like, man, I got everything you want. Why wouldn't you want to be with me? Because I'm, you know, whatever. And because she won't date him, like he kept push pushing. And that's what happened. How oh, gross. Yeah, legit. It's just, that's just what it is. I like the fact that, you know, she's like, well, you know, we're winning and all. And he's like, yeah, because you're not playing against good teams. And so wait until you play against good team. And then he was, she's like, well, if y'all make it to the all game, all star game. I don't know. I just made up. It's all state. Thank you. I was like, I was like, I don't know what it would be in high school. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? And then that was, that was the, the last, bowl. yeah, the last thing she said to him as he was leaving was like, if you make it to the all state game. Yeah. This guy, like, this guy's, know. this guy's a huge ass. Mm hmm. Um, now two things happen um, that are have been progressing a little bit, and it's ramping up who's on the team and some of the team dynamics. So one thing that we've been seeing uh, up until this time is there have been a like a, it was like I think at first a duo of cheerleaders, and yeah. this is you know the Wildcats are a ragtag team. They've got two women cheerleading. They're basically in like sweatpants and like crop t-shirts and doing their best. Now we have more. Um, and you could clearly tell that this is like grassroots what supporter team, which I think is super cool. And we get a secondary new player, potentially Philip Finch. This guy is selling academic papers to all, uh, <laughs> all of the team. He's like, I'm going to get, I'll do your book report. I'll do this. Uh, I kind of like this guy's side hustle. They're, <laughs> they're paying him and he, he's giving results, but this guy, not to make fun of his size, this guy is huge. Like I, I am not the person to ask someone how much they weigh. Uh, Lamar, you know more about sports. How much do you think this guy weighs? He's easily the biggest guy in this movie and he's probably up to 300 pounds. Yeah. Uh, like I, at, I would say probably a, more than that. Yeah, but as a high I was thinking as a high schooler, as a high schooler in real life, yeah. probably more than that. But <laughs> if a high school senior walked in 300 pounds, he would look like this. Yeah, I mean, this guy's huge. Uh, and again, this is not making fun of his, you know, build. It's this is a football movie. So there's already kind of hmm, this your size, your bulk potential in football. Uh, we might tap into that. So at the moment, Goldie Hawn shoes this guy away even though he's making side deals which i uh, like but then um, she ends up recruiting him right yeah, yeah well she recruits him because he messed up one of the player by betting <laughs> him to run into a locker and i was like gosh i forgot how stupid high schoolers are <laughs> and, and well, five dollars and i'm like oh was five five dollars was a lot doing that and, time I and i can't remember all the details but like during that game um that ended 
they win and Nipsey Russell, all I wrote is Nipsey Russell is, this is how I wrote it. Nipsey is so happy. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the details. You could but, have written that at any time and it would have been true. <laughs> but, but I, I just read my notes and I'm like, I don't know exactly what happened, but I could see his face. I know exactly what his face was in that moment. When Nipsey Russell smiles, Damn it, the world smiles. Like, <laughs> so the, someone just gave you a hug with a smile. That's mm. the Nipsey Russell. <laughs> I mean that as a compliment. I, I love this guy in this movie. He's so nice. I know him uh, from nothing outside of The Wiz. <laughs> yeah, same here. I <laughs> <laughs> know him from The Wiz and this, and he's done other things. I just haven't seen him. Nice. <laughs> this, uh, I think I just know him from like old game shows. That too. Yeah. Uh, from here, then we get uh, Frank coming by, and he, Frank gives Molly an ultimatum. He's like, "Hey, I got the and Nemo noted this earlier. He's like, I've got this sweet deal with you. Like, you're gonna teach at like some prep school or whatever, and you're gonna teach like general physical education. It's like, it's very clear that the illusion that Frank is giving is this is like." since it's all women, they're just going to be taking walks and they won't be doing anything, nothing to strain themselves. Like this is all dumbed down for you, which is like really gross. And he's like, and the kids will go there. So they'll have better education. See, I have connections. So I'm not going to press any legal matters. You're going to do this. You basically have to figure it out. Uh, the end. Right. That, that was the deal. Like the girls can go here, but you have to teach athletics here. And it was specified that teaching athletics meant teaching jazzercise. And simultaneously, Goldie Hawn loses her voice oh, for yeah, a week. that's right. Oh, yeah, because she's been yelling at the so celebration. She, did, she <laughs> couldn't really argue her point to the teachers of this other school. And she didn't know that she was being used until after this conversation, mm -hmm. I believe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It didn't matter because she's still being used and she still doesn't want to do it. Because she didn't, like, she knew she didn't want to give up what she was you know she didn't know i think she didn't know how long she was gonna be there but she didn't want to give it up for this other thing she's still having conflict but i believe we're going to homecoming if i'm not mistaken yeah there's another quick game and again uh these these scenes of them playing football are really quick and they win and then they go to i believe some kind of homecoming or dance um at this point in time um why do I have notes that Nipsey Russell is kicking people? Frank shows up and Nipsey Russell kicks him. And I have that my wife said, get him, Principal Nipsey. <laughs> and I wrote that down on the side. When is um, he kicking people? <laughs> and so the, regardless, I mean, just to jump around, uh, they go to this gym club dance. LL Cool J, that is where his appearance is. He is on the stage singing the song that we've heard in the beginning. Two seconds. Yeah, just, yeah, I would say two, two, three, five seconds. Uh, and we very quickly see that someone is spiking the punch and uh, the daughter Alice is drinking that punch and she is going to be intoxicated right quick. She's getting lit. <laughs> Woo! This punch. But this is where we get the coach uh, to come up and talk about the plan. But before that, there was that discussion with her and her, her uh, sister about, yo, this is what Frank wants me to do. What do you think I should do? And he and this is like sister wisdom of like, are you gonna tell them? Because they will know if you don't tell them. You know your intention and stuff like that. And then the next thing you know, they invite her on stage to talk to her, which this where we get that stopwatch 
because the team gifted it. No, yeah, she wins over the team, and yeah. the team gives her a watch. And, and before she gets like on that stage to like make those announcements, this is another note. And I have these like really weird notes about Nipsey Russell. Is he is so happy? He gets on stage and he goes, "Is this school spirit?" I must be in the wrong place. I must be dreaming. <laughs> oh, and he speech. says it yeah. with a smile that the grin just goes ear to ear. Like you, like I'm like, is this real? Is it like Tipsy Russell? Do you think this is really happening? Because, man, that guy's smile could light up a room. Nipsey Russell, come on, come on, rabbit troop sucks. <laughs> I think he's dead. Oh yeah, Aww. Nipsey Russell. So we summon you to Rabbit Troop Sucks. Let's have a seance for Nipsey Russell here on Rabbit Troop Hey, y'all. Just quick question, because I think there's a very important scene that I'm not sure is it after this, the gym mm -hmm. scene or before, where Nipsey has that conversation with Coach Dan about the All-State. That, I think, might be coming up. Because I'm not, because that's a. It sounds like it's coming up. Yo, and no, no, it is it was, totally coming up because, okay. yes, I know exactly what you're okay, saying, where I the coach sure. becomes another jerk yeah, uh, moment. Because I, I wasn't sure if, like, did he, because that's the first time I'm like, ooh, he is really supporting the okay, team. Okay, so there's a secret thread that I think you are noting, and that is the film alludes to that Frank has all these connections. And I think one of the connections is being pulled because they're like, damn, your wife is actually a threat to these other teams. So what we are not shown as an audience, but maybe could allude to is the reason that Frank is getting this sweet offer for Goldie Hawn is get her off the table. Like high school football is big business. Like we don't need this kind of loss. We'll just give your wife some cush job and your kids are taken care of, but get the hell out of here. And I'm not saying that Frank is aware of this, but it might be the reason why this sweet deal pops up. Because, yes, uh, Goldie Hawn is like, I'm not going to quit. Um, says this now. Uh, it doesn't say anything. It's just like it's going to push through. She wants to be with the team and stuff like that. Um, then the daughter gets super drunk. Soon we're going to get to this, uh, the Frank versus, uh, not Frank, uh, Coach Dan versus Nipsey Russell situation. But uh, basically, Wesley Snipes takes this woman home and Alice nicely to the coach's house. They put Alice in bed nicely, and then Wesley Snipes and what my wife said is a middle-aged woman start making out on a couch. <laughs> she was. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and uh, Alice is drunk, and they don't really know where she is. And then eventually, the dad, unfortunately, simultaneously shows up at the Goldie Hawn because Alice called him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, she was like, <laughs> "I'm drunk a call yeah. her dad." Like, Hey, Patri call. is it Patricia? Is that the girlfriend? Whatever her name is. Was I like, put him on the phone so I can tell him how I feel about going to this stupid school. <laughs> and I'm like, you dumbass. But that was just me. Well, she doesn't want to go to the school. She I, was trying to help. Yeah. yeah. And then luckily at that time was the same time that Goldie Hawn found out after some dancing. There was some <laughs> dancing at the gym. Um, mm -hmm. Was like, wait. Where's my daughter? I got to go find her. And they're like, oh, yeah, we saw her get taken, you know, back by whomever. And then they meet each other at the house. Yeah. So we, we also find out like much like at almost a little too late. I'm not saying this like diminishes the film, but I'm like, wow, this is thrown in. Much like uh, we don't know as viewers in the Back to the Future trilogy that Marty McFly has a trigger, but it's only brought up heavily 
in part two and then three, but like we never know about it in part one is Philip also shows up like the heavy set fella. He shows up and he's just standing there. And I do like Alice's <laughs> Alice look, <laughs> looks at dad and goes, Hey, homegirl, what's happening? And Frank's like, I want full custody. <laughs> and, but then he, he calls Philip fat. Ooh. And he's like, you fat ass. And Philip immediately just punches him in the face. Because this does come around yeah, again. And he's like, because he's like, I want money to play football. And he's like, bam, no charge. And he's like, so he'll do things for free. Like, if you make fun of his weight to his face, like, he will just beat you down. And uh, no charge. He's not in it for a gimmick. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. Then we're then we're at court. If anyone wants to bring us to court, <laughs> I like the judge here. Uh, I, yes. like the, I like her lawyer here, who's just <laughs> he's giving her. <laughs> so she her um, custody lawyer is just shooting out like football analogies to her. She's like, no, give me lawyer advice. He's like, you got to go for that first down. It's like, no, <laughs> what do I do here? It's like. Just don't run out of bounds. Yes, yeah, Emmett Walsh. Uh, it is like the old man you've seen almost in yes, every movie. He's, gr I he's great. I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's fantastic. Yeah. It's another name. Yeah. He's just full of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, like this was a great recommendation. I mean, there's a ton of people in this film. Um, it's just great to see it for so many reasons. Uh, fortunately, Frank's making a good case in this uh, court scene. Oh, yeah. Frank cleans up, and basically what happens is... Uh, Goldie Hawn just really doesn't have a case, but the whole team walks in. Basically, the case is you're hanging around these rough and tumble dudes. There's profanity. There's drinking. Your daughter got drunk twice. But then the whole team walks in. And who's the winner of it? Wesley Snipes immediately hitting on the judge. Just <laughs> like one liners every which way to the judge. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that court scene was really oh, short. Well, well, he starts sitting on the judge. I have one quote, and it was the bailiff comes over to stop Wesley Snipes because he's getting too close to the judge. And Wesley Snipes oh, yes. says, easy pops, <laughs> wait your turn. Yep. <laughs> so essentially, I think at the whole the whole purpose of the scene was like they try really hard. And that's where you see the team come together to support her. It's like we are brought here as her character witness. Like we are here because she's a good person. She's a good coach. She would never endanger the kids or whatever. And so, but they do it in a more um, cursing way. Which, uh, the, <laughs> it's still touching. If it's you still, look past mm -hmm. that. Bad news yeah. bear style of rough yeah. and tumble. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why right. the, the judge is like, yo, I'm going to hold y'all for contempt if you guys do not back off <laughs> right now. And you could see Frank is feeling bad. Like Frank is like, mm, maybe this went too far because the lawyer on Frank's side is like, we're going to have full custody. She gets zero custody. There's no visitation rights. This woman's out of control. And Frank's like, whoa, like maybe this is not what I wanted. And Laura's like, there you go, buddy boy. Like a real sleaze bag. Like, like, like take like it while you can. Yeah, like every, every slip up you have, like, nah. In the end, she just kind of just gives up. She just like, I'll, I'll give custody. And that's kind of how the scene ends. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, she, she rolls over. Yeah. She was like, fine. You, yeah. I'll do what you want me to because I won't sacrifice my kids. I think that's, yeah. that's where you see her choosing between like her passion as being a coach, as being someone who loves football, to like, but I'm also a mother. So yeah. I, I'm not giving up on this one. Yeah, this totally sucks too, because you could totally tell like Goldie Hawn is like, I absolutely have to choose my children. And she should, I mean, mm -hmm. anyone should. 
But it's like, this is such bullshit that she's put in this situation. Like, you're doing super well. You've exceeded. Your school loves you. You've turned around kids. Kind of realistically, too. Um, they're still, as I said, rough and tumble. I don't think they're different people. But they're like, damn, this woman's like a super solid strategist. And she's also really nice to us. And she's kick-ass. And she is. So they respect her. And I do find it realistic. But like, damn. Uh Taking all these things away from her seems rough. And then we're just brought to game day. And this is where Coach Dan just ramps up being just a massive awesome. <laughs> Wait, we need to talk about that combo, yo. The co- Like a Street Fighter combo? Like punch, <laughs> no, punch, the, no the combo between Dan and the principal. Oh, damn it. Sorry. That and I had combo. It too. I changed the page, yes. <laughs> um, so since Goldie Hawn has not quit, but will quit... Coach Dan is like, I don't like this, and clearly has felt threatened the whole time. Although he's talked this big game, has felt threatened. So he goes in to talk to Nipsey Russell and was like, oh, I've looked up, you know, uh, a lot of the uh, the athlete or the player scores and the GPA, and uh, you need a C minus and above to play. And oh. Nipsey Russell's like, oh, can I see that? He's like, yeah, I see. He's like, so sorry, man. Some of your players can't do it. And Nipsey Russell's like, well... We just, you know, need to look this up on computers and we should be getting those computers in the next three years. So when I get them, I will officially look these up and get back in touch with you. And I thought that was such a baller move. Like, you're like, you asshole, you're coming in with all this money, with all this clout, with all this hot air. And like, my team finally is doing good and you're trying to throw me under the bus with grade point average. Like my team's going to kick your ass. Like awesome. And I love Nipsey Russell for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, been... and then he continues. He's like, well, I was just, I thought you're a rule follower. Like you, I know you follow the rules and you know, we'll do what <laughs> yeah. you need to. And then I, I, this is where like his line, he was, he was just, Oh, like, the yeah. rules were like, see my, I, you have a really nice suit, Yeah. but mine has a badge and yours doesn't. And technically you're trespassing. And as someone who wants rules, I should be calling the cops to have you escorted off of the premises. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. I love Nipsey Russell. He's the perfect inner city mm-hmm. principal. <laughs> now we got the big game. Yep. One of my first notes is we do not have Finch playing. So uh, Philip Finch uh, is not playing. But in such a bizarre move, he's on the sidelines first eating a full-size chocolate cake. <sighs> And then it pans to him eating a full cheesecake. Yeah. Uh, so he takes down two cakes. Like during that. the time of the game. <laughs> yes. During the game. Yeah, during the first half. Yeah. <laughs> that reminded me of the uh, <laughs> Fat Boy skit. <laughs> Just like randomly eating a cake. So, like the beginning right. of disorderlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he's got to eat a cake. But with this big game, I think this is where you see the train. The change is because they're not doing as well as they thought. Because even though well, they're all bummed out now. Yeah, they're yeah. all bummed out because she made that <clears throat> declaration. I got like, the this, judge. This is it. Yeah, this yeah. is it. This is my last game. Yep. Mm. And so they're like, "Well, fuck. I'm not gonna, you know, whatever." And then go from there. Yeah, the spirit's broken. Well, get spirit broken. <laughs> but like all good sports movies, you go into halftime and... They're only two touchdowns behind. And they're in a locker room talking about it. All you need is a good speech, <laughs> which she proceeds to do. She gets gives the halftime speech, turns the beat around. And during the 
halftime speech, he also makes a decision that, you know what, I'm not quitting this semester. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to coach this team next year. It, is the good speech starting off with what Woody Harrelson says? And this is the true motivator where they go to the locker room and he says, they're champions and we're a bunch of dildos. <laughs> I was like, hey. <laughs> I totally that. Yep, I do. There's a lot, a, lot, a lot of great quotes going there. It was. I didn't miss that. <laughs> that, that. That really revs up the spirit of the room. <laughs> That's that. Yeah. So yeah, the team's all revved up now. But then when they get back out to the field, Goldie Hawn goes back to Frank and is like, "Hey, bitch boy, like here's what's gonna happen." <laughs> And everyone in the audience is like, oh, boo, Frank, you're a piece of shit. I love how the crowd turns on him. <laughs> yeah, the crowd, the crowd sort of turns on him. And then he's like, you know what? Like, I'm kind of being a dick. Like, I'm sorry. I just want what's what's best. Like, like reverse the decision. Everything is going back. Yeah, I'm going to give you a real life moment, Colorado. So uh, I think I think the last baseball game I went to go see was a Cubs Rockies game. Um and for all of you who do watch baseball here, I love going to Cubs Rockies games because there's a lot of support for the Cubs. So it's kind of like a usually very like chill game. Like everyone's like, whoever wins, just kind of be cool. Like the Cubs are cool, Rockies are cool, cool. So it's usually fun to go. Um, so <laughs> side note, but we were at this game and um, a foul ball was hit, and it was a few rows in front of us, and someone who was about I would say late twenties, kind of pushed a couple people out of the way, not hardcore, but grabbed the ball. But a couple of the people who got pushed out of the way were really little kids. Mm. Um, and it's not like they fell down. Like the guy kind of scrambled for it. And it was kind of clear that the area was like, hey, give the ball to the kid. And the dude is like, nah. Yeah. And the crowd turned on that dude instantaneously. It was like, boo, give him the ball, boo. And I was like, oh man. And I, I did join in because like, the kid was like six. It was a foul ball in a random game. And the guy's like, whatever, like put his like head down and it like tilted his head or a cap down too. Um, I was like, oh my God, it was super cool. Like one of the Rockies, like persons on the side, like ran over like five minutes later and specifically waved the kid over and gave him another foul ball. And I was like, yeah. And then they still booed the other guy, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. But like, but like, that's how this crowd turned. Like even people who don't know Frank, they were booing the hell out of Frank. Yeah. People who were just introduced to the situation were like, what? Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> they got taking this coach away. She's gold. Goldie Hawn. Right. But how much the Frank coaches won himself. over. <laughs> yeah exactly her. everyone loves the coach and and like now on the second half frank is fucking into this game <laughs> that's true you, you gotta keep it in your over. pocket <laughs> yeah <laughs> now it's time to use it and frank seems cool with it like finally she told me like he he's actually smiling he's like all right and his girlfriend is like whoa what like did you catch that yep. like, mm -hmm. like the side view was like um we're through <laughs> uh frank you have no one and that's what you deserve um <laughs> But Agreed. pay for your kid's education. <laughs> and so then we get a weird move by Philip Finch. Philip Finch, who's only in it for economic gain, goes over to Coach Dan and is like, here's the situation. And Coach Dan's like, get the hell away from me. He's like, no, no, here's the situation. Like, I could give you the scoops and the deets. Like, I am huge and I won't play unless I do it for money. And this guy makes fun of his weights to Coach Dan uh, and says derogatory things to him. And then he does not punch him like he did Frank. He goes right over to Goldie Hawn. He's like, put me in. It's kind of weird. She's like dismissive of it. He's like, no, this one's for free. I've got like a score to settle. And that was weird. He, he like, well, uh, he oddly slips in. Like there is like a 
time out and is that how he gets in does she actually put him in she he puts does. him in but he tries to she, yeah. pay her he tries oh, to, that's yeah, right. he like yeah takes, he tries to pay her he takes and, his and, money from you know from wherever he can because there's no pockets in the uniforms y'all i did he not know his that. money in his cup <laughs> yeah well much. we talk about yeah, that and, later yeah, yeah and coach dan is aware of that he's like no i got this money in my jock strap and like coach dan's like yeah whatever get this guy away from me uh but then yeah they yeah. put him in the game well, yeah, I mean, she doesn't want to put him in the game because last time she put him in the game, he, he actively sat sabotaged it. Yeah. Um, so she's just kind of ignoring him, thinking he's being a weirdo. Uh, but then, yeah, she does She does ultimately put him in the game. And the other coach is like, oh, shit, they're putting that fat kid in the game. And, like, the, him and the assistant coach are pointing, like, oh, shit, they're, he's, like, he's handing her money, like, thinking there's some conspiracy afoot. Yeah, and I, I knew at that scene, I'm like, that asshole is going to say something about, like, oh, that doesn't count. That score don't count because whatever. That's what well, I was I, thinking. I liked that it blew up in his face. Yeah, well, he, yeah. So he does this. I mean, so the gist of it is uh, it's, like, basically a tied game. Mm. They get some points. Then they tie it up. And the Wildcats win with a field goal. And they're done. And that's when Coach Dan, he's like, uh, he paid him. He paid him. Like, I, that's, those are my notes. Like, like this isn't real. They paid this guy money, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And Coach Dan is like, "It's in his jock strap." And he told he tells all of his team like, "Get in his jock Church strap." Jock. And, and everyone's like, "Nah, bro, bro, now." Like everyone is like, "No," and he goes for it. And uh, what what is he? Uh, what does uh, Finch do? Is like punch him. He, no, he, he picks, he picks him, up. him up and like helicopters right. him. Yeah, yeah. And he's no, like, he spikes him into the ground. Yeah. I think. And, well, no, well until like, he shakes Goldie Hawn's hand. Yep. Oh, shit, yeah, he was like, right. shake her hand now, or else. It's like I'm not shaking her hand. And then yeah. she's like, he doesn't have to shake my hand. It's okay. It's like no. And then he's thrown. Yep. And then there's like, yeah, you could do it. Freeze frame. The Wildcats won, and the movie's over. Sort of. Then the credits roll and we get this kind of like parody of the Chicago Bears Super Bowl shuffle, but it's done to the LL Cool J song. So everyone's kind of dancing. And that's when I was saying like, there's like, like rhythm and like rhymes, like bop, 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 bop. But in between everyone, Goldie Hawn just goes, football, oh, yeah. football. Yep. And she's kind of looking around like oddly like football. Like sometimes singing it, she's laughing too. Like she's totally having a good time, and that's the end of the film. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I'll just start with myself. We could go around this room, however you see fit. Um, I, because I, like, I don't have much to add. Mine will be the, the the most brief. I would assume. I said from the beginning, I really like this film. I thought this is a fantastic recommendation. It's a comedy movie. It's a drama. It's a bit of a romance here and there. Um, in ways for some people. Um. It's just, it's just like a lot of fun. This movie is totally overlooked. Goldie Hawn is completely underrated uh, as a person. I, you watch this film and tell me differently. I will watch Private Benjamin. Uh, again, I have not seen that since I was a kid. I thought some of the cameos were awesome. Um, I would gladly watch this movie again. Uh, I had a lot of fun. That boom. I'm going to Nemo. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, I was actually really surprised that I liked it too. Um... I liked it in a different capacity in the sense of the character itself encompasses not only a woman, but like her, like, again, like I said, balancing being a mom, being a working mom and going through a divorce and all this crap. And I'm like, but how she kind of created her space and show who she was and kept at it. And 
I will disagree in the fact that there was no love story. Like her love was the passion for what she was going oh, for and for and, and for her kids. Like that and I think that breaks the trope of like, oh, if it's a woman he she has to find a like romantic whatever. No, she didn't care about that. She just cared about what she would like to do as a profession. And so that's when I'm like, it wasn't bad. Like I was thoroughly surprised and enjoy all of the gimmicks gimmicks? Yep, gimmicks of uh, the '80s movies. Have you ever watched the Bad News Bears, like the original? No. We should we should all totally watch it. I mean, it's it it would be very similar to this. I think like very little sports, more this kind of comedy and a story that comes together, and that's kind of background. Um, I've definitely seen the newer one with Billy Bob Thornton more recently. Um, same. Uh, but it's fun. Like I I feel like if you like that, you would like this, and vice versa. Well, I watch like. Bill Durham, the other sports oh, stuff. Yeah, Bill. I, Bill yeah. Yes. With, with Bull Durham. With with Kevin Costner. Yes. Yeah, so oh, like, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, I've watched again sports movie and stuff like that, but like, so and during the time, so I'm I'm familiar with it, but I think it's always centered on a guy, so it's interesting to see it frame with Billy Hahn. That's yeah, the, the kind of I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, bad news bears. Uh, the, I don't want to say gimmick, but the sidestep that it does not conform to the normal trope of a sports movie is it is a guy, but he is just an unbearable drunk that you don't like who kind of has a heart of gold for kids. So you're like, he's cool with the kids eventually, but damn, this dude's a jackass. (laughs) Mike, what did did you think of Wildcats? Uh, I, I liked it. I'm glad we watched it. I think it was a good recommendation. Um, I... To, to echo Nemo's sentiment, like I like specifically that there was not really a, a love story that that wasn't that wasn't part of it. Uh, I, it didn't need to be, and I'm glad it wasn't there. Um, yeah, I said romance. I don't know why I said that. I, I meant to really say like a broken part, like a broken falling apart romance, like not sure. an active one. Um, I like I, obviously not like a sports movie guy. I guess is this a movie that I need to see again? Like probably not anytime soon. Um, what? Like we we've kind of talked about this before, especially when it comes to like the eighty five thousand heavy metal bands that are demonically possessed movies that we've considered watching. <laughs> like you can only watch so many of them, and if if I'm gonna watch like a team of misfits gets led by a down on their luck coach, I'm gonna watch a different movie. Like I'll probably watch a different movie directed by this director. Um, or if I want to watch that movie with Wesley Snipes in it, I'm going to watch Major League, which I think is. A I was going to say, time. what's the other sports? I was like, my kids at the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it is not. I like. I I know you like the Mighty Ducks a lot. I that is not a movie I really care about. Um, but I do like Major League. Quite Shame. Shame. <laughs> Shame. I know. Shame. <laughs> I, I don't know why that that movie just never that never the movie never hit for me. Um, but yeah, like I I thought it was good. I I, I liked it. I. Mike, I, oh I my god! Understand. Did you just say that movie didn't hit for you? The amount of times you say this slaps, oh my god! The parody is there. <laughs> this movie didn't slap for you, Mighty Ducks slap shot. Come on, it's, it's yeah. okay, itself. fair enough. It's <laughs> the jokes keep coming. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know about the Mighty Ducks, but yeah, I mean, this movie was fun. I, I definitely see like it's a, it's a female perspective. That's kind of a different. It it tells a different story than like the dude centric. Um, story that most of these movies tell also like 
I I also think this movie might have passed the Bechdel test. It did. Like 20 years before it was invented, which yeah. I think is kind of cool. It did 100%. All right. So I, you know, prop props for that for sure. Lamar, what are you thinking? Thinking this movie, might, I agree with everybody here. We saw a good movie. Sometimes we disagree with what we see. <laughs> We've seen some really bad movies. I think we can all agree that this is a good one. Um, there's not a lot of football in this movie, so people who are afraid of seeing or trying to understand football dynamics like X's and O's, don't be afraid. I mean, it's not a deep sports movie where you have to have a lot of sports. I mean, no one knowledge. No one knows it. what slapback is. It, exactly. <laughs> Still now. There's a slapback in this movie, but I don't know what it is. I looked it up. It's slotback. I still don't know what it is, but it's a real thing. Wow. Oh, oh that's a, it's like a running back position. So that might be it. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, you know, this movie does a better job at subtle comedy than full blown pure comedies of that time. So I kind of like that, even though this movie is not trying to, a belly buster or anything you can get a couple laughs there's good scenes in it that make it pretty good i'm totally surprised there's wesley snipes in his acting debut but I and think where this we is... found out oh how to become blade That's we established mm-hmm. that rabbit troop sucks broke it to you first but woody harrelson i think <laughs> was doing tv before this so this is his first film but he was doing television before. Yeah, I think that's what I read. That that yeah, that was considered that this is his film debut. <laughs> it's cool to see what, them. Was this pre or, or post Cheers? Um, pre. Yeah. Okay. Like he started, I would assume, like right after. Yeah, somewhere around there. I just legitimately don't know when Cheers. Started. And just to echo the sentiments from everyone here about Goldie Hawn's character, well written. Uh, she's not. She's written well, like, she's not a crying, she doesn't run away from her um, villain. She, she, what am I trying to say here? She's not like the mousy little eh, whiny, eh, everybody's against me. I'm going to go run and hide in my room and cry. She fights her adversity. She meets the challenge. She talks to her team. She gives good speeches. She's not their ordinary, like female character from the eighties that they write that are afraid of this stuff. I thought she was really good in this. Also, uh, to follow up, uh, Mike, to answer your question, uh, Woody Harrelson appears on cheers starting on season four which is 1985 in September. So I would assume mm-hmm. if this was overlapping with uh, this, that he's probably just on filming or maybe was going in on the same days. I mean, this clearly filmed in Chicago, so still doing it. I would imagine. Yeah. That he was just like on the weekends and stuff doing this. I got I can't support that, but, or this ended and then he immediately went to cheers. Is the cheers so, character, right. the same character from this movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Hi, Diane. We're all, we're a bunch of dildos. Wait, wait, are you wait, 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 are you are you aware of his character on Cheers? Vaguely. Oh, like he is he is like the like the hayseed who's like, what's going on? Like I know nothing. Like he's a very nice guy and he's very knowledgeable at bartending, but like he's like city life. What's going on? Like I've never heard of any of this, and is like 
just very clueless, like some bumpkin that walked in. And like, oh. that's like his character, like through the entirety of Cheers. And then yeah. accidentally like falls in love with like a millionaire's. <laughs> so different nice. from this character. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, are you kidding me? Like this guy like backed into love with like the richest woman in town. <laughs> yeah. That's his character. Well, let me note a couple things that are kind of standard. If you, you listeners would like to reach out to us and tell us some more, and we've got some, thank you. We've been noting this over the episode, some, some great uh, recommendations and uh, we'll actually probably get to one, not next episode, but the episode after. But if you would like to reach out to us, go to rabbittroopsucks.com. You could just go directly to our webpage and write us directly there. You could write us at rabbittroopsuckspodcast at gmail.com. Or you could go to Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we're pretty much there. Yeah, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, our next movie is going to be a movie that we have not seen. It is called Flashback with Dennis Hopper and Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, I'm kind of excited to watch it. I am also excited to watch it. Yeah, I don't know much about it outside of it looks interesting. I'm aware of this movie and I've never seen it in my life. <laughs> Take that world. <laughs> yeah, what, suck it. What What are all your final thoughts about Wildcats? Anything? Anything you want to add? Go Wildcats! That I, that's the enthusiasm. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, do you want to add anything to that? I didn't. I didn't see where that was going. <laughs> I mean, it would have been interesting if we went with Wildcats, the comics. That would have been legendary. Sure. But, I mean, football's fun. Win football season. Ending football season. So, yeah. Done with football season. The football season is over. Ugh. And it, we did it. A team we won. Did it. And a team was victorious. And certain yeah. people agreed with the results and others did not. Yeah. Much like mm -hmm. the halftime show, which was mixed with views from certain viewers <laughs> love it hey guys <laughs> well there's foot uh, baseball season coming up here boom there's that oh, major yeah, league baseball. two yeah <laughs> that's gonna be the obscure movie major league two sandlot three we got, we got all the heavy hitters out there. You find a good baseball movie to cover. Angels in the Outfield. I, it, I have a DVD copy right next to me of Angels in that the Outfield. That does not surprise me. And the Disney. Oh, and I have access to the original. Um, I bought it on iTunes. So we can watch the original Black and White or the Toting Danza. And, uh, oh, no, I can't think of Doc Brown's real name. Christopher Lloyd. God, thank you. Christopher Lloyd. Uh, <laughs> the, the Christopher Lloyd, uh, Tony Danza combo <laughs> boom we're in so let us know about sports movies um uh oh heads up and one of the reasons i, I wanted to note um flashback uh a lot of denver filming so i was unaware mm, yeah yeah my, it, was, it was crazy because mike and i established we were gonna watch this movie and for whatever reason i was like where was that movie filmed and i looked it up and a lot of denver colorado uh, there's another area in colorado and then i think it might be another state but a lot of colorado scenes um so we got to pay attention to that um as always uh anyone want to roll us out of here want to say anything talk about no. anything no. <laughs> this rabbit troop sucks mm -hmm. let it let it go nemo <laughs> No, don't put me on the spot. It was good to see everybody. I'm glad that y'all here. Except for you I have not here. been able to see Nemo because she is sitting outside <laughs> of the webcam. Cool. So I can I can hear her and I can see the other two, which has been very weird. I am here. You're not. Mm -hmm. Wow, Rabbit Troop. That's sucks. correct. <laughs> Rabbit Troop sucks uh, at setting up cameras. <laughs> yes. 
I'll get us a better camera. Thank you.